You're listening to the team Top Figure Podcast. Your one-stop shop for entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and motivation. Yo, 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 we are back with another episode. My name is Abdi Hassan. My name is Salman. And uh, yeah, we got a special guest here today, host of Foodie Fridays. Uh, he talks about the best food and with the best restaurant owners every single Friday on the radio. With that being said, I want to introduce one of my good friends also, Matt. Say what's up to the people, man. What's good, people? Yeah, it's good to be here. I like the energy. I like how you started with the yo, yo, yo. You know what I'm saying? I Dude, felt the that. intro. I felt that. I felt that. Yeah, that's what's up. So, we're going to talk about a few different things today. Um, number one, man, tell the people where you're from because you're not from Minnesota originally, no, not. you know? So, how was your journey coming here? What do you think of the entrepreneurship scene here? And, like, things you like to do other than eat, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up in a suburb outside of that area and you know, did did all the normal stuff that a kid would do. Uh but I think what happened was that I developed a really interesting relationship with food growing up. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was a very bad relationship. You know, I ate super unhealthy, I overate a lot. It kind of became like a coping mechanism for certain things. And it became a huge part of my identity. And then, you know, with that, I gained a bunch of weight. And, you know, that that's not fun, especially when you don't want to gain weight. And mm-hmm. it came to a point where I was like, okay, I need to make a change. Mm-hmm. So I made a change. I, did, I got into running. That was like my, my, uh, my introduction, introduction into exercising all the time. And I got really into learning about the diet, macronutrients, all that stuff. So my relationship with food begins at like a very practical, pragmatic level. I was always interested in like nutrients that I was taking in, being healthy, yada, yada, yada. So all that kind of led to me wanting to study dietetics. I wanted to be a dietitian. And essentially what a dietitian is, is someone who specializes in advising others or hospitals or retirement homes or what have you in the di- in the diets of the people who are at that particular establishment. So. There's a school up in uh, northern Wisconsin uh, called uh, UW Stout, and they're one of the few dietetic schools in the state. So I go there, and you know, <laughs> it, it was it was a really competitive program. A lot of focus on tests and study, and you got to like, you got you can't get an A. You got to get an A plus, like stuff like that. Yeah. And that you know, I. I I've always been not so great at school, to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I found it hard to like focus on my studying and blah, blah, blah. Especially another thing that turned me off was, you know, when you're, when you're studying dietetics or any sort of higher level medical health related things in school, you're breaking it down to a really, really micro level. Like we were studying organic chemistry and that was like breaking nutrients and and chemicals down to the smallest possible level and that kind of like drew me away from what i really loved about food yeah so i was like okay dietetics not for me that was a hard decision (laughs) a lot of pain with that i was like oh my god i went to the entire side of the state for this major it's not for me anymore so i switched to communications yeah things went well and what happened was that i graduated and then i ended up getting a job as a communication specialist at the research center but while I was there, I was still like, 
man, there's still, there's something that's still missing. Like I still wanted, you still I, wanted to fulfill something. Right. Else. And I couldn't put my finger on it. So I decided to experiment. And I think that's one of the big things that people need to realize when they don't know what they want to do with their life is that they need to experiment and they need to understand that they're going to try things that end up not going so great. And mm-hmm. this is a huge, 100%. and this is a huge example of what I'm about to say because so, you know, when I was at this job at my alma mater uh, at the research center, wasn't a huge fan. Mm-hmm. So I decided during nights I was going to work at a restaurant because I still wanted to maintain the love of food. So mm-hmm. I started doing that. I started working at a restaurant and I'd go to my job or my nine to five as someone say. And then <laughs> at nights I would go work at the restaurant and working in a restaurant is really unique because you're just, you're really going through the shit. Like you're closing till like 2 a.m. You're you're like chopping things. Your your wrist is hurting. Your back is hurting. You're doing all this like back breaking work, and but the people surrounding you are doing that same type of work. So you develop really deep bonds with them. So I really enjoyed that work, but there was something about it that kind of turned me off to it. And it was this it was this idea that when you're in that industry, you're almost like sacrificing yourself physically to make food to. To, 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 to really have great output in the kitchen. And, you know, at that time, I was, like, training for a half marathon. I was doing jiu-jitsu, and I just had very little patience for anything physically wrong happening to my body. So, I, I, I honestly, I think I'm just, like, a physically high-maintenance person, and I, like, want to avoid injury at all costs. That was one of the things that turned me off to that industry because, I mean, you develop lower back problems and wrist problems and all types of physical problems really quickly. And... So what happened was that I ended up being kind of turned off to that industry for that and a few other reasons. I mean, the owners who were there, uh, you know, they would, they would often tell me never to open a restaurant. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, I felt like I was getting these signs not to go that hmm. route in the industry. But at the same time, while I was there, I was thinking, my God, how do chefs do this for a career? It's It must take unbelievable grit and perseverance and just – physical endurance. So I developed this really heavy reverence for chefs and owners and anyone in that industry. And that's how you started the jazz. And that's essentially, that's, that's how I kind of developed this idea for a show highlighting chefs, owners, even bartenders, even sommeliers, all these people in the hospitality industry. I wanted to create a platform for, for them just speak about anything, you know, or speak about their story, speak about, you know, how they can potentially inspire others because I feel like people in the hospitality industry, I mean, yeah, they have a voice. I mean, you hear about them in publications, you know, like local publications here in the Twin Cities, you know, write about these people all the time. But they, you know, like quite literally, they don't have a voice as in you never hear their voice. Like once, right. like you, it's not very often that you think of a chef that you heard in an interview. I mean... You know, like even authors are interviewed, musicians are interviewed, movie stars are interviewed. Chefs don't get that luxury as much. And and I wanted to give them that platform. So I took that logic. And when I left that uh, that job at UW-Stout when I was working there at the research center, I ended up leaving the the, the food, the the restaurant job too. I I wanted to pursue a, a career in freelance writing. And while I was doing that, I decided to take this dream I had or this vision to really uh, give these people reverence. And I, and I kind of shot the idea to a few radio stations in town. And the reason why I went the radio station route was because 
when I moved to the Twin Cities, I didn't have the resources whatsoever to start any sort of p- platform or podcast of my own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I gotta, I just got to do it. I can't because like, you know, it was either figure out a way and do it now or like wait six months, wait 12 months and save up. And I was just like, you know what? If I do that, I might lose the steam for this idea. Like that, I got to do it now. That's actually a good point you make there because so many people just wait. Sit on something. And sit like, on you know something. I mean? They don't take action. Wait and like try to perfect it. And that's another thing, like trying to make something perfect before actually just putting something out there and like getting feedback from users, from listeners, from customers. That's the way to go because rather than just saying, I'm going to get it perfect and uh, then I'm going to get it out there, this could take 10 years, <laughs> you know, for you yeah. to be truly ready. And that's the thing, I feel like nobody's really truly ready. You no, know? they're not. And it's never like the perfect time. It's no, the perfect time is now. You just do it, just, just and that's how it. you started. You know, like you just and one thing that inspires me about you is like you just you know got into running, and all of a sudden now you're running a full marathon. You have, when yeah. how many marathons? Yeah, I have plans to run a full marathon a full next marathon. year. That's yeah, that's but crazy. I'm running a half in a few weeks, in a few weeks that I haven't though. trained for. Oh, so just to like force myself to get back into get the rhythm out of your things. comfort zone because I, I have to. That's the biggest thing. Like, wh- what pushes you to keep getting out of your comfort zone? So like half a marathon to a full marathon is huge difference. With like what time next year? It's probably going to be May. It'll be the my girlfriend lives in Eau Claire and cuz she works over there, she's working on her own career and in her area they have a big marathon every year called the Eau Claire uh, okay. marathon and okay. we're going to do that one too. Okay. So less than a year <laughs> you know and then you're going to go to the next level, but that's getting out of your comfort zone. That's crazy. And the thing is I feel like we should talk about that. It's like, you know, um, in anything that you're doing, let's say you're an entrepreneur or you're somebody who's, you know, looking to start their own passion or something like that, then, um, you know, the key thing is that you have to be able to get outside your comfort zone. For you, what were some ways that allowed you to, you know, do that? Was it like, just, you know, like, Hey, I'm just going to run, you know, how many miles is it, um, for uh, a marathon? A marathon 20, is 26, 26. 26.2 miles. For the listeners listening, like that's a that's a pretty crazy feat, like that you're gonna run, and you run currently daily. And mm-hmm. that's something that like a practice that you do every day. That just like you know, or did you like start off uh, doing that? Like how how was that process like uh, to train your mind to just you know do it? Yeah, well, there the key way to kind of think about success if you want to get there or I mean at the end of the day who even knows what success means but if, if you really want to be a master of yourself the key thing you have to understand is developing good habits mm-hmm. and you know a, a, some sort of daily exercise routine is essential and what happens when you develop an exercise routine or a habitual anything mm-hmm. is that it gets to a point where you don't even have to motivate and I do that with air quotes because motivation is another fickle thing but it gets to a point where you don't even have to motivate yourself to run anymore because it's Mm -hmm. so deeply embedded into your routine Mm -hmm. so now with with my schedule uh i think i talked to you guys last time i saw you a few weeks ago but like i had i'm i feel like i'm just getting over like a lifting phase and now i'm getting back into running and i feel like i fluctuate between the two every year and a half and right now i'm getting back into running and the thing is the way that i stay on my grind in each respective type of exercise is that I make it a habit so that by, you know, week two, week three, I'm not even questioning what I need to do. 
Like if, if I'm choosing to wake up every morning at like 5.30 and then run at 6.30 and I do that every day, you know, for two weeks, three weeks, you know, by, by that, you know, by the end of that third week, by the beginning of that fourth week, so do I don't, I don't have to like push myself. Cause it's like, yeah, it's this not. is what I do now. You know, mm-hmm. this is my, this is my habit. This is my routine. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, back to foodie Fridays, how many like restaurant owners and connections were you able to build with that new, uh, that new, uh, Platform. Venture, right, right, yeah. So I'll, I'll, well, I'll answer that by essentially resuming that story. So, like, I had this vision for this project where I would give restaurant owners and whoever else, chefs, whoever, a platform to speak because I think they are some of the most inspiring people on the planet because of what they go through mm-hmm. and what they do. Um, so I had this idea, and I was like, I can either, like I said, I can either try to start this on my own. No idea how I'm going to do that. I don't know if I have the resources to do that. Or I can shop it to people who do have the resources and I can like build a base, build some attention around it. And I mean, the grand plan is when the idea is big enough, I'll kind of like take it on my own and make it my own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I shopped the idea to a bunch of stations around town. And uh, actually a precursor to a bunch of this, I actually had two radio shows when I was going to college. I had a radio show called Life and Rhythm where I connect because I'm a huge music nerd. I'm a few food nerd and a music nerd. Those are the two things I nerd out yeah, on. Yeah. Right. So, so like I this, the first show I had was called Life and Rhythm. I connected like each show had an emotion as the theme, and then I just played music related to that emotion. The second song, the second show was called Night Drive, and it was all music that was meant to evoke like a nice relaxing drive at night. Sometimes I got a little bit more experimental with it, but so like by the time I got to the Twin Cities. And I was shopping this food idea. I wasn't just doing it as a random person. I was doing it as someone who had experience uh, talking on a mic, you know. So uh, uh, KBEM Jazz 88 was the station who was like, okay, this is a cool idea. We like the idea of additional cultural programming at our station. We'll start you off at twice a month. So I started doing it twice a month. And it began as me reviewing restaurants using my own money to review some of the nicest restaurants in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, I loved it. But I was like, I can't do this forever because this mm-hmm. is so much money. Mm-hmm. So I, then I thought, well, why don't I just revert back to my original idea, which was to give chefs, owners, etc., a platform to speak. So I switched from you know, eating out, reviewing, reporting on news, to strictly interviewing people in the scene. And – I, 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 my first two interviews were with a guy named Nate Dockin from Just Us in St. Paul. Give him a shout out. And then the other one was uh, with Jill Mott. She's a local sommelier uh, in the Twin Cities. And for those that don't know, a sommelier is like essentially a wine master. Like you study for like five or ten years on just wine specifically to be called a sommelier. She's brilliant. And I enjoyed those exchanges so much that I, I just – essentially dedicated my entire show to just talking to these people, giving them a voice. And yeah, today I've talked to some of the biggest names in, in the Twin Cities restaurant scene. I've been super honored that I can do that. I mean, one of my, one of the ones that I was really proud of was my conversation with Ann Kim. She has young Joni and she just won a James Beard award and mm. she's national now. Like people like the wow. New York times just wrote about her. Wow. Because you know, she, everything she does now is super important in the food scene nationally. 
You know, I've, I've written about uh, uh, Marco Zappia and, and Daniel Del Prado. They have restaurants called Colita and Martina in town. And those are considered two of the best restaurants in town. Like just talking to these people, understanding how they tick and realizing at the end of the day that, and, and this is a problem that I have. And I think a few other people do too. When I look at someone who's super successful and then I kind of idolize, I almost look at them as like not human. You know, yeah. I, I look at them as like an entirely different entity that is able to rewire their brain so that it is 120% dedicated to the task and to success and whatnot. But it's been really humbling to meet these people and realize they're just normal people. Like yeah. they have the same fears. They have the same anxieties. Anxiety. They have the same troubles. And it's kind of ridiculous. But I think in this, you know, in the social media age of flexing on Instagram, flexing on wherever – we, we, we tend to idolize people way too much and we right. tend to, oh we tend to view people as borderline gods. Yeah. And, I, and I think that some of the people in the food scene get that treatment too. Sometimes like their food is so goddamn good. They're, the aesthetic of the restaurant is so perfect. Like and you're Gordon like, Ramsay. Right. Just people like that. It's like, how you are a God, how are you human? But you meet them and you go, Oh they struggle with depression. They struggle with anxiety. They're Every angry. single thing they do, they doubt. They doubt this. They doubt that. They have no idea if what they're doing is the right thing. That really humbles you and really helps you appreciate the grind more because it's like, you know, anyone can make it to wherever they want. They just have to develop a certain mindset that will take them there. And discipline. And the key thing, so um, you, you, you did a, you, you touched on a really good point, which was like on your journey, you had a vision, right? You were going to interview and you were going to um, talk to like, you know, highlight chefs in town, these kind of things, right? These, this was just a vision in your head, right? What you did is you put that out in the world, spoke it into, spoke it into existence. And then like, did anybody give you a blueprint to go reach out to uh, like networks or like, did anybody like <laughs> give you the secret, give you the secrets to like, you know, do this to make this happen? Like, or is it just like the grit and the hustle? You know, you know, I think one of the most uh, profound changes I've ever made in my life, or actually I just just say habits. One of the most profound habits I've ever picked up was meditation. And it Mm -hmm. taught me how to be introspective and think about myself and what I want and what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And when you when you're introspective enough and listen to yourself enough, you 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 learn to listen to those little voices in your head. And no, I'm not talking about like crazy voices telling you to like yeah. kill someone. <laughs> I'm talking about voices that are like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And uh, we tend to avoid those voices because you know when it's saying you know start a radio show, interview the biggest chefs in the twins. It of course, my logical brain is going to be like, it's too expensive. It's too, too expensive. Do this. Where's, do this. where's too the money in that? I don't right. have the connections. Exactly. I don't know the right the, All no one's going to talk to me in that industry. You, you have to listen to that little voice. Your and, gut. And, and, and your gut, your heart, whatever. It's, che- and, you know, it's cheesy and cliche, honestly, but it really is true. That's why it's a cliche because this it really is true. true. Listen to your heart. Listen to your gut, whatever you want to call it. And I think meditation taught me to do that because it taught me to be more centered with myself and be more honest with myself. Uh, but the thing is, when you do listen to that voice, you have to be ready to accept sacrifice. Sacrifice. Because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make sacrifices. You know, I'm I know a lot of friends who 
and I'm and I'm not dissing this lifestyle, but who work nine to fives and who make way more money than me. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's that's okay with me because the path that I've chosen is the path that I want to be on. And it's because I followed that voice and I'm doing what I want to do. And, you know, finally just now it's starting to make some financial gains. We just got our first sponsor, which is really exciting. That is really exciting. But I had to give up, you know, comfort and a very steady, predictable income, which feels really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. But when you get but, – but to give that up, you know, it's really hard and it's a total sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So back to your question, I mean, it's, it's all about – Taking yourself seriously, never dismiss those voices. The power that are of urging. you. It's like it's just like an urge. And I actually, I, 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 the way to, that I describe it, it's like a spiritual itch, kind of that you just need to scratch. Yeah, like you can't explain it. That's like true. you just have to scratch it. Scratch it. You, you don't. It's like when I reached out to that radio station, when I booked all these guests, mm-hmm. I wasn't really thinking honestly. I was, You're I was just, just doing like it. doing what. That voice was telling me. I was just doing doing what that voice was telling me to do. And the the great thing is, and the great thing is, when you're so working in things, you don't notice it until like six months later. You take a step back, and you're like, "Wow, right, this came a long way. I didn't even think it would come this far." Mm -hmm. And that's how things are with Tavolo right now. We didn't know how to. We 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 told them, you know, like a lot of people told us, like, "How do you build an app? You guys must be app experts. You guys must be not." Yeah, like Sal has coding experience. I have no coding experience. Like they told, they told us, like, hey, it's gonna cost you guys like almost quarter of a million dollars to create this app. So we're like, okay, right? Like, granted, we didn't have a quarter of a million dollars, but we fi- ended up doing building not just one but four apps in the app store. How I still don't get it. Like, you know, exactly. What I mean? So we were so in it that when you're just working and just doing things, it seems so natural rather than like pondering and like planning and like considering and like yeah, strategizing yeah. and battle like putting together the like the bulletproof blueprint which is never gonna happen gonna never until you just it. go and you just do it and you do it and you do it and every six months take a step back and see how far you came mm-hmm. you know that's how i look at things i just go 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 mode and every six months i take a step back like wow that that's that actually really worked out okay another go 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 because that way you really see how far you came rather than just pondering all day like scratching your head trying to find the perfect plan trying to find the perfect this perfect nothing is perfect at the end of the day absolutely even the greatest and like you touched upon it it's like you you said that these people you that they people idolize like god (laughs) they're still human they're human and even they don't think they're perfect like jeff gordon ramsay i guarantee you is telling himself like yo okay i could have done this better i could have landed this this nbc network i could have done this i could have done that i could have done this and everybody's out here just idolizing him as like oh my god i just wish i could just even like be him for a split second, like you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like that's a really good point. It's like you're never ready. Number one, you're ne- there's no secret sauce. There's no yep. blueprint. It's get out your comfort just zone. Get out your comfort zone, and then it's the habits that you said. Like the literally, habits. make it do small things that turn into habits that end up becoming your natural norm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It was it was great having you on the show, Matt. Um, yeah, where could they follow you on social media, like? You know, put your name out there. Yeah, they can follow me as I'm pulling out my phone because I'm. I've actually <laughs> one of my uh, difficulties in life. Something that I was blessed with is that I have an incredibly poor memory. I got. I get it from my dad. <laughs> maybe that's an excuse. Maybe I'm just enabling myself. So my Instagram is at Matthew 
underscore Gundrum. So that's two T's in Matthew. And then Gundrum is spelled G-U-N-D-R-U-M. That one's pretty easy. And then um, I, I use Twitter a lot. And on Twitter, I'm at Matt J. Gundy. M-A-T-T-J-G-U-N-D-Y. No spaces or anything. Yeah, so reach out to him. Really well connected in the food scene, especially here in the Minneapolis scene. If you want to know all the good restaurants, all the good places to eat, this is the man. Again, thank you for coming on. Again, this is the Top Figure Podcast where we give you endless keys to open endless doors. Thank you for listening. We are out.